All right, you keep almost getting up. <laughs> Stop doing that. We have after the reaction. You just segued into it. <laughs> it's the third time you've done it now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That was a subtle one. I was like, yeah, yeah, but I, I felt it. And I think they felt it too. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. I know. Well, we, to be fair, we've been reacting for like two years now, so. without doing it after the reaction. Exactly. So it's just we're hardwired to just end the shoot and go home. Yeah. Well, welcome to the podcast channel. Welcome to After the Reaction, where we have an extended discussion on the movie that we just reacted to. Yeah. We reacted to Akira. Now, like I said, this movie's wild, ambitious, crazy. It's not incoherent, but like, not at all, really. It's very focused, but uh, as you could see, like, throughout the reaction, I was kind of lost at a lot of points because there's so much being thrown at you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so this is clearly a movie that I need to see more than once. But that's kind of what's exciting to me about it is that like it's so visually striking and it's so there's so much world building happening that I'm excited to rewatch it and revisit the world. You know what I mean? And I think that like the best movies are when you get like so much more out of a second and third watch. That's the thing. It's like the fact that you're willing to watch it a second time means the movie worked. You know, <laughs> like there are a lot of movies that benefit from a second watch, but it's a matter of if you're even down to do it. You know, I mean, like you think about like stuff like 2001 or The Shining mm-hmm. and stuff like that, where it's you're basically watching 10 percent of the movie the first time you watch it. That's true, yeah, yeah, very and th- true. That's kind of what I felt about Akira. Now, I might, like, my mind not, might not be able to just grasp onto things that other people probably grasped onto their first watch, but that's kind of what, what my experience was like. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, there was definitely a lot that this movie tackled. I mean, I think, obviously, the big elephant in the room is kind of just the, the sci-fi themes of technology advancing to the point of humanity's destruction, and I think... It's, I don't know if the word is interesting, but it's important, I guess, that Japan has a take on that, you know? Oh, yeah, of course. You know, yeah. naturally, that's just going to be the thing. You know, I mean, even the like Godzilla deals with those same types of themes, you know? I mean, very bold and, like, overt of what it's trying to do with opening with a bomb, an atomic bomb blast. And yeah. Flashing white, and that's where you see the director's credit pop up. It's, like, making a statement, like, within the first three seconds of the movie. Yeah, but um, yeah, no. Overall, it was just it, it was really interesting. I mean, like every virtually every scene had a shot where I was like, "Oh my god, that's really cool." Looking. It's like a yeah, it's <laughs> stuff, and I know it's based off like comic, uh, like uh, a comic and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like every like every shot looks like a strip. Every shot feels like a painting. You know? Oh, is this actually based off of yeah. another source material? I didn't know that. I thought this was totally an original It is. I, that's okay. all, that, I, I did know that. Okay. Like, so like a manga series, I assume? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so you can, you could tell by that that there was probably some shots in there that are ripped straight from that work. Yeah. But in a cool way and like, like you could pause it at each frame and be like, "Well, I want to frame that on my wall because it looks so good," you know? Yeah. Well, and just as much of the visual, the sound was like just as impactful. The sound design is like brilliant. Yeah, or lack thereof in times, you know? Because I think like, you know. Well, it's also like, sorry to interrupt, but real quick, but even like, yeah. even lack thereof, I feel like is interesting because I always find that like, sure, you can just cut out sound. But it, it wouldn't be nearly as impactful. Like, when this movie cut out, you still hear slight whirring. You still hear... Yeah, there feel, are choices there. You yeah. feel that there's it's being drowned by something. So yeah. it's not just like... And I, I think I kind of learned this when Quiet Place came out. 
and they were talking about like what goes into sound design when it's real quiet versus movie quiet. Yeah, yeah. What like atmospheric and like ambiance sounds are actually going to be there? Yeah, totally. And so like you could tell even in these silent moments, there's so much work being put into making it feel, making the audience feel something. Yeah, I mean the thing that I loved about it, and I pointed it out several times throughout the reaction, was I feel like movies nowadays are so focused on overstimulating you. Mm-hmm. You know, is there something in my hair? You're looking up. You're <laughs> I, just saw that, I just saw that you were sweating and I was, there was like oh, one. Yeah, dri- it's a little warm in here. There guys. was one drip coming to your eyebrows. Oh, so <laughs> Come on, little guy. You can do it. <laughs> yeah, literally, I was rooting for it. You know that scene Total Recall where you find out the guy's lying by the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. the drop of sweat? That's what I was looking at. I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> Slowly melting over the course of this discussion. <laughs> I think it's because this movie was a little longer. I think it's just the heat just kind of built up. Because we shut the AC off to do these, so the, the background noise. And we're both wearing warm clothes. Yeah, it's just going to happen. But anyway, with that being said, a lot of movies nowadays focus a lot on overstimulating you. Yes. Like I think of especially like a lot of Netflix movies nowadays. You know, they're like that have like so many fast paced cuts and sound effects and soundtracks. You, they're trying to grab your attention so you don't click away. Exactly, which a lot of just content nowadays is built around that, including ours. But <laughs> but I think um, it's cool to see a movie that can actually shut the fuck up and let you process something. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, you know, that it gives you just a strong visual and it, and it feels eerie. It feels intentional and has an actual impact when like you'll see these insane bright light visuals and stuff but there's no noise and just like you said a, a whir or a drone it's so unexpected too like the music is very unexpected at certain action scenes they'll play this angelic music that you're like this feels so this feels so like not together it doesn't feel mm. like it's matching yeah it's way. almost like otherworldly it almost feels like something else is watching them 100% you know? and like you know, there's obviously some moments that are big, like, movie moments that are supposed to look cool. You guys heard me, like, freak the hell out when yeah. he, like, <laughs> jumped out of the bike, kept running, and then jumped onto the other guy, kicked him and everything. But aside from that, this movie's, in its own way, it's, grounded might be a weird thing to say, but in its world, it's very grounded. Its themes are very grounded, in a sense, like, I was very surprised by the tone of this movie. I mm-hmm. think, like, I didn't expect it to be as dark as it is. I didn't expect it to be as violent as it is. Uh, and so that that was a part of, like, it, this movie kind of shaking me off a little bit. Mm. So that's why I was like, oh, whoa, I didn't I didn't know I was going for this kind of experience. Yeah, you thought you were on one roller coaster, then you're on another. <laughs> and suddenly I'm like, all right, so we're going backwards, forwards, I don't know what's happening. And so that's why I stress, I'm like, I loved it, but I'm so down to like watch it again. I was going to take the roller coaster metaphor, like wait for the, and then there was a loop and a corkscrew you weren't ready for and didn't even see when what's you were waiting corkscrew? in line. Corkscrew on roller coasters is like, it does this. I don't know if listeners can't see me, whatever. Sorry, I can't describe it. But instead of doing like a proper normal loop, it's like kind of a diagonal loop like that. Like Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Those are fun. Yeah, yeah. They're called corkscrews. Interesting. Yeah, not like a twist. That's different. You know, I don't know what those are called in roller coasters. I don't know why I had to put both hands to really demonstrate They're it. They're probably called a twist, right? Maybe so. They're, I don't know. Roller coaster has like its own whole sub community and has its own slang and whole brands. I've gone down those rabbit holes online. <laughs> I watch that stuff sometimes. You're part of the roller coaster community. I'm not part of it, but I observe it. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've caught you like on YouTube just looking at watching roller coasters. Yeah, I do, I do that. That's like a weird comfort it's like food. I watch POV roller coaster because I don't go on a lot of roller coasters and I have an intense fear of heights. Oh, so, so this like, is your way of get doing it. Yeah, I mean, like I, 
I'm more down to do them, you know, than I was before. But anyway, do you sit on a massage chair while you're watching them so it feels oh, like? Oh, that you're... sounds great. Yeah, with a little cocktail in my hand. I hate <laughs> that you actually like that. Ooh, I want to get a massage wash. <laughs> Some like crazy roller coaster that shoots you way up and drops you. It is upsetting that you find that like very comforting. You're like, oh, that sounds fucking great. That sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're about to watch Ridley Scott's filmography. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, that's a good thing to bring up. <laughs> Let's talk about that. No, because Napoleon. By the time we're shooting this, it's already it would come out. But Napoleon's coming out next Sunday, and so now we're really dating when we shot this. Yeah, yeah. But I was thinking, well, no, not next Sunday. It's coming out Thanksgiving. Oh, okay, okay. But we love Ridley Scott, right? But like, there's he has such a big filmography, and there's so many big things that I haven't seen, and so I kind of want to just like go through them as like my personal film project. Mm, yeah, yeah. But there's also gonna be very bad ones. Like, we, could you, I was talking to you, I was like, dude, I'm gonna have to watch Exodus: Gods and Kings. I avoided that movie. <laughs> I know, and I was like, you don't have to. You you could just. Not watch it. But I, did, I understand what you're achieving. I understand I, what you're doing. I did the same thing with like when Killers of the Flower Moon was coming out before you and I went to go see it. Yeah. Um I I saw all the Scorsese movies I'd never seen. So I was seeing like um Bringing Out Bring Out the Dead, that Nick Cage paramedic movie. Yeah. And yeah. stuff like New York, New York, his musical that he did with De Niro back in the day. I forget about those, yeah. A hundred percent. So there's like these big filmmakers that have these spots and link spots and it's kind of fun as like to take a at least for me, to have like a personal little hobby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you should do that. But yeah, there's a lot of movies that I like. I didn't want to point it out every single time during it, but I'm like, oh my God, this movie took from Akira. Oh my God, this movie took from Akira. You know, <laughs> throughout. Like you said, the plot structure, Stranger Things, 110%. So much. Like, yeah. I was shocked. Like, especially when it cut to that flashback of all the kids playing around. Yeah. You haven't seen the future seasons of, seasons of Stranger Things, but like, yeah. the, I'll just say it. The future seasons of Stranger Things have like a lot of other kids. Sure. are involved and you get to meet all of them being tested uh, by Matthew Modine's character who you saw in yeah. season one because you've only Papa. seen season one Papa exactly we all love Papa <laughs> the most uncomfortable part of that show is to this day she's still like Papa and I'm like alright stop, <laughs> stop it stop calling him Papa <laughs> I get it but stop um, anyways all that stuff I'm like wow I, it all came yeah. from that it's crazy I, you know I knew Duffer Brothers obviously took a lot from 80s movies, right? That's yeah. that's the obvious one. But I just didn't expect it to come from Akira as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, obviously the iconic motorcycle shot. I mean, there's whole ass videos that just compile all the different motorcycle shots. Well, here's the thing. I was surprised by how early it was. Sure, yeah. It was essentially in the first, like, five, ten minutes or something. And I was surprised by how, like... A much of a, and I mean this in the best way, non-moment it was. Mm-hmm. It was like, it happened and we're at, like, it's still, it was in the middle of the scene, it happened and we're out. I always, like, in my mind, I was like, it's probably going to be this big action set piece. There's, like, virtually no action set piece except until, like, the very end when the big blob monster comes out. There's whatever. a couple, there's a good handful of action scenes. I mean, there, there is. Yeah. yeah. What am I saying? They're actually <laughs> really. Like, like, buildings and stuff get destroyed every five minutes in this But movie. there's no, like, uh, big, like cool fight scene you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's more like emotional and it's like yeah. more like but there's a lot of to be fair there's a lot of escape scenes and stuff like that there's a lot of running and getting shot at and the, hijacking vehicles the and, one that it definitely yeah. does come to mind is when yeah like the they big st- rescue mission yeah the big rescue missions for sure yeah. um, my point being though is that that's I thought it was going to be somewhere in there but it just happens very quickly you know yeah I think like I wonder if doing the Akira shot is like kind of like the Wilhelm scream of cinema or something like that where it's kind of like a little thing that they do 
<laughs> Except it's like hard to do. <laughs> well, yeah, it's yeah. not like an easy sound design thing. You, no, so, yeah, I just meant like that type of shot, you know. <laughs> oh, for sure, it's like common, but I'm just saying yeah. like to do it is not as easy as to do the Wilhelm. That's thing, true. That's you know true. I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's not as easy to achieve. You gotta have some skill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I. It is cool and nope the Kiki Palmer. Thing. It was, got to do it yeah. yeah i remember when we went to go see snope there were some cheers or there was some like there was a person next to me when that slide happened was like ah <laughs> you can mm. tell that boy person knew where it was from but like you and i didn't catch that yeah you yeah. know it's funny that I say that it was very ground and all this stuff because there's also this huge blob monster. Yeah, I, I know what you mean by ground, but yeah, eventually probably the last third of the movie is when it gets like complete, like almost like changes into a different movie. That was probably the scary, that was genuinely scary for yeah, me. That was be- really disturbing. Because I think right when he starts changing into that thing, he starts like, say he's asking for help. Yeah. Like immediately he's like, please, please help, 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 help. And then like he starts crushing his girl. Yeah. And he's like, I have no control over my body. And like you you can't even make it out what it's what's happening. You can't like you don't even know what you're seeing. Because yeah. for a second you'll see a face and then it'll go away into this blob. Yeah, and then the when it cuts to far away shots, it's just like a like I said it earlier, but I was like, it looks like a giant just blob of bubblegum. Just elongated and stretched and absorbing and, everything. And then suddenly teeth come out, grab onto yeah. an arm, or, like, it has, like, hands on hands on hands. Well, that's what's so interesting is, like, I feel like it tackles so many personal stories. Obviously, the story of someone who's been disrespected and is now given power and is abusing it, right? And 100%. on a crazy scale is destroying everything. Um, you haven't seen the movie Chronicle, have you? I can't remember. No, no, no. That's the uh, Michael B. Jordan one. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chronicle definitely took a lot from that because like, Chronicle is about telekinetic teenagers and one of them was a bully teen who goes around destroying everything. Is that... Uh, yeah. That's the one that's played... Uh, the bully teen is the Dane DeHaan character, yes. right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. you telling me about Pretty that. Pretty cool movie. I enjoyed it. It's I found enjoyed footage. Chronicle. Yeah, yeah. It's For people who style. don't know. Yeah, and it, it... Sometimes it cheats the found footage style where like it'll... When they're doing the grand scale action scenes, it suddenly cuts to like all these people using cell phones, and he uses his powers to pick up all their phones. It's like an excuse to get aerial shots. <laughs> oh like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, okay, you're not taking full advantage of found footage. You're kind of dodging it. You're a little cheating bit. a little bit. Yeah, but with yeah. that being said, though, um, but there's a very personal story, right, of Tetsuo, um, right? That's his name. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Of like I said, being a, a disrespected, bullied person who's going after revenge and is and has power that he doesn't understand. Yeah. But then there's also the bigger, bigger themes of, again, the advancement of technology and the way it, like, there's, like, a cycle of violence. The idea of, like, destroying the universe creates another one and now there's hope kind of thing. Yeah. You know, it's almost, it had kind of a hopeful ending. Totally, that these kids are riding off and hopefully there will be a world for us in the future. Yeah, yeah. Which is what, like, they're saying is, like, the world, it's too big right now, but hopefully there will be a place for us or whatever. Yeah. Um, And... Yeah, it was, you know, with the way the movie was going, especially in the last 20 minutes, I didn't expect it to have, like, even a slightly hopeful ending. (laughs) Yeah, well, I know. The way the movie goes, it's funny, because the way it starts, like you said, it it made me feel like, okay, this is going to be kind of an action, biker gang, you know, personal revenge story, or something like that. But then all of a sudden, just one thing slowly led to another. Oh, there's all these, you know, little irradiated children you know, with crazy telekinetic powers. Then the friend gets captured. We, I'm sure both of us thought nothing of the character of Tatsuo when we first saw him, right? No. Not nothing, but he was like, going to be a sidekick. But then... No, 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 but like, you're right. Yeah. I didn't think anything of him. I literally thought like, oh, that's just one of the side characters. Yeah. Because what's brilliant is that the, like, you get one moment where like, 
he's trying to like start up his bike again because it slows down and it's like a comedic beat. Yeah. But other than that, you're just like, oh, he's one of the dumb friends. Yeah, you kind of look at him the same way the main character looks at him. In the beginning. It's very impressive. Yeah, yeah, it's well done. Also, I was surprised how little Canada had to do with the main story. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, I thought, like, he wasn't, what happened There's there? There's a floating tiny little spider above you. See this little dude? Oh, Jesus. Oh, fuck. Oh, sorry, I'm not trying. Okay, you got it? <laughs> yeah, I got it. Like, Stop moving it around. I was just trying to catch it and just set it down somewhere. <laughs> it was like a teeny, teeny little dude. You were, like, trying to guide it. You're like, hey. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I know. Anyway, though. Um, Tatsuo, we thought nothing of. Oh, yeah, Tatsuo, we thought nothing of. Canada, I was surprised how little he had to do with the story. I mean, especially he's on the poster and he had the cool bike. Yeah. So yeah. it was kind of, that was an interesting subversion, I felt like. And I don't know if that was intentional or maybe I'm reading it wrong. But, like, the guy with the cool bike, it's not his story. Yeah. It's the guy who was rejected. It's the guy who uh, everyone looked at as weak. It's the guy without the cool bike story. That, you know, that's basically. his story. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> but, like, the poster puts him in it because he's the iconography of the movie, right? Totally. So it's interesting how little it actually had to do with the bike. And yeah. how little it actually had to do with him, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really like you're about, trying to save it. It's about that guy, you know? Yeah. It's really a story about humanity, essentially. So, which I think is a great subversion. It's like, if anything I picked up on the first watch, it's that. Like, yeah. That's really impressive. Yeah. I mean, maybe, who knows, down the line we can do a podcast on it, better prepared, and can analyze stuff and have more conversations about it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I think it would be super fun to do, like, uh, like our main Nice Dude movie podcast yeah. on it, just because, like... There's so much to break down in this movie. Yeah. And I'm sure after like a rewatch, we'll probably be able to connect with it well. Yeah, we can absorb it a lot more and think about it. And I'm sure there's a shitload of video essays and all these different analysis and critiques that we can find, you know? Totally. So. I love the, you know, I just want to comment on the range of both our reactions and this. Like, we, by the time this video comes out, we'd have done Midsummer, History of the World mm-hmm. Part 1, yeah. and Akira. Yeah. <laughs> and our podcast channel has like, Carrie Hereditary Clerks. <laughs> yeah, Carrie Hereditary Clerks. Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. Goodfellas. Whiplash. So yeah. I'm always proud of like all the different kinds of movies we do. Yeah, you know? yeah. And the audience enjoys them as well. Yeah, totally, totally. So are you cool. going to wrap up? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. So thank you so much for watching. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you find your podcast. And check out our Nice Dude Movie Podcast if you haven't seen that yet. We have a lot of fun over there. Stay nice, dudes. Stay nice, dudes.